NPCs. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't planning on recording anything, but I went to a coffee place and um, there was a kid, <laughs> there was a kid outside playing around on a scooter with his uh, sisters. I'm just stood there drinking my coffee and uh, I just uploaded tech, tech and morality, right? So this kid scooting around, they're both chasing, they're all chasing each other, right? And then uh, for, <laughs> for some reason, this kid starts talking about NPCs. And I'm like, did, it, did he just say that? And he knew what it was. He said, it's a person without a brain. I was like, wow, it must be computer games or something, video games. Must be in one of the video games. So he's talking about that, right? I just start laughing. And then uh, finished my drink and left. And then as I'm walking out, like this place, this, these roads around here are horrendous. They're not made for pedestrians. They have like, uh, they have crossing, crossings in the worst places. It's like you have to walk back and forth up the road to get, to get across. It's really stupid and dangerous. But it's uh, built for cars and trucks, to get cars and trucks in. They don't really give a shit about <laughs> peds, pedestrians. So you get a lot of people like speeding around doing really stupid things. So anyway, I'm walking around the back of the coffee shop because I went the because the bin was the bin was at the other side of where I was, so I had to go back. I don't want to walk back on myself, so I just walked around the back of the shop. And then as I'm leaving. I have to walk around like this blind road. I can't see anything, so I had to wait. I just stayed close, close to a wall, right? No one's gonna hit you if you're close to the wall. This woman comes speed, this old woman comes speeding around the corner and I'm looking straight at her. Nothing, no reaction. And then I finally get across the road and I'm walking up and a car appears from the right hand like from my right hand side pulls straight in front of me just pulls straight in front of me and I'm stirring like her window's open and I'm stirring straight at her no nothing absolutely nothing like you can't miss me I'm stood right there and she drives right in front of me. If I kept walking, she would have run me over. It's just so ironic that that kid was talking about NPCs. And then two of them try and run me over. And it all kind of relates into this state of awareness. An NPC in a computer game, in a video game, an NPC is programmed with one function walk back and forth in this particular region say something when the player passes a certain waypoint it's like a script 
but it's just literally a set of functions what that what that thing can do what that person can do and that is like how some people are that's how some people act they've got limited function it's like they just have a script that they play up that's why people call them NPCs because they don't do anything different they try and run you over and they don't even blink an eye because that's what an NPC would do in a video game they wouldn't even blink an eye if you if they run you over they just try and drive around you or try and drive over you maybe that's just a maybe that's an effect of all the conditioning all the programming that people have been subjected to that they have become NPCs they've switched off or they've decided not to they've chose not to engage their awareness they've just been like I'm just going to carry out my script my function and that's it although that isn't you know that isn't what they're consciously thinking right subconsciously that's what's happening just running the script and it's so accurate from what I've been describing of awareness and unawareness that is exactly it it's programmed and I think some people are just that's how they're meant to be Maybe that's how they're meant to be with you. Let's see. Let's see what happens. It's like. Maybe that's just how they're meant to be with you. Yeah, I figured. There was a. There was a woman at the roundabout who wasn't paying attention. Right. So she's just sitting there with a elbow on the window. Don't know. Like she wasn't paying attention. The car in front of her was going, and she was just kind of sitting there. I wasn't moving. I was waiting to cross right. And uh, I've been at that crossing before. And I know all the cars just ignore you, so I didn't even bother trying to go in between them, I just stayed still. But this woman, when she saw the car had gone, she stalled the car, so the engine, the engine shut off, she didn't put any gas into the engine. It's like if you take your clutch, if you take your foot off the clutch and you don't put any gas on, it's a manual car, so it just causes the car to stall. The engine's got no gas, so it shuts off and it rolls backwards. So that, <laughs> so that happened. She got really frustrated, but I could see she wasn't moving and she was just stirring, stirring at me. And then, <laughs> then she started waving her hands and I was like, this is like an angry NPC. That's what, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say like, 
what kind of person are we going to get at this crossing because every other time I've been there everyone's just acted like I didn't exist so <laughs> I stood back and I didn't even try and cross and then uh, and then that happens and then she got all wound up she got all she got all a bit crazy so I thought while she stole the car I might as well try and go maybe she was trying to let me go Yeah, it's not always. Uh, it's not always to commute. It's not always easy to communicate if you're in a car with a pedestrian. It's impossible for a pedestrian to communicate with a car because you can't really signal to them. You've only got your hands. You know they they're they're stuck in a box. They can't really hear what you're saying or doing. So. So yeah, because this place is fucking like this. This area is just nuts. Like, look at that. A guy just comes cruising around, speeding around the roundabout. It's nuts. And there's like a couple of traffic lights, crossings, but it's like. Stupid, bro. So I just have a. If they had a path on the other side of the road, it wouldn't be too bad. But they've kind of um, not maintained it. It's just all overgrown, so you won't be able to walk down there. But anyway, it's a perfect place for NPCs to hang out because you can just drive around and be nuts. So yeah, it's like an NPC paradise. You know, I've been living most of my life in a crazy NPC paradise. So to say the to say the brainless, like I get what the kid was saying, right? He he was like me, trying to search for the right word. And to say the brainless is like a zombie. That's what he was inferring. They're like a zombie. But it's uh, unawareness. A state of unawareness. They perform a specific function. A script. In Grand Theft Auto. That game uh, uses scripts. To determine what the character is going to do. So when you interact with a character, a certain script will run. And it might be based on what you do around them. If you push them or if you talk to them, they'll do something. But it's almost always the same. It's not dynamic, it doesn't change. The conditions remain... Well, the conditions could change, right? The weather or whatever. But for the most part, the script is the same. And that's what it's like with most NPCs. It's the same. 
same thing they don't change the condition doesn't really change you know like the woman that nearly knocked me over at McDonald's if I'd said anything to her just by looking at her I knew what her reaction would be I knew what reactions she would give me You know, she just would have screamed at me. And that's just my, that's my opinion, but it's based on uh, experience. Because I found that people have looks, right? People sure looks. That's why you see somebody and you're like, they look like someone. They look like someone I know. It isn't the same person, but they got something that reminds you of somebody else. Something that they look, the way they look. Could be anything, could be where they were born, the time they were born, anything that, that kind of gives you that sense, that it's almost like an energetic sense kind of thing. But I knew by looking at that woman because I grew up with people that looked like her. I went to school with people that looked like her. It's like a common look. 47. So I was just looking at the motorway marker. They have like markers every... Guessing that's what, 100 foot? Every 100 foot? So that was marker 47. Yeah, so... I knew... Kind of what to expect. That because she looked similar to people who I knew either from school or where I used to live when I was a kid, that that's, that might be what I should expect to, to get in response. So I was like, there's no, there's no point. It's just going to cause aggro for, for everyone. It's like... Um, It's like you pick and choose your battles, right? That's what people say to you. Pick and choose your battles. The things that actually matter. So now, obviously, if she'd hit me with her car, that wouldn't just be something that you'd walk away from. You'd actually... You would actually say something. And it would have to be something very... Uh, it would have to be very blunt, as in, you almost killed me. You tried to kill me, like that. Because if someone drives towards you, and it's pretty obvious that you're there, it could almost look like they attempted to try and just kill you. But anyway, it's not like I'm rolling the dice. It's not like I'm trying to <laughs> put myself in a risky situation. I was literally walking as safe as I could along the side. But, but that's the thing, right? You pick and choose. You don't have to... 
You don't have to fight every battle. It's a waste of energy. Especially if... Um, if you know how the person may react. It may be of no benefit to them. Like as in they may just... Shout. You can't really argue or uh, reason with a person that just shouts. So... You have to know, try and know the person before engaging. Because if they are... If they are an NPC and they're just running a script, they're just a limited function, they've got limited functionality. You could be wasting your time trying to explain something to them. You know? Like this goes to... Goes to like all facets of life. People thinking that they have to quote, wake people up. Wake them up to what? If somebody is an NPC, they have limited functionality, they're scripted, they're so programmed and conditioned, how do you think you're going to alter or change that function, that programming? You have to change the conditions. So if you're trying to reason with someone, you're trying to convince them of something, the easiest thing you can do is take away the TV. Restrict their access to the news. But then you're denying them, you're denying them freedom, freedom of choice. At the end of the day, it has to be their choice. If they want to carry on running their program, then you've got to let them. It's not your business. People are expending too much energy thinking that they have to change people, wake them up. Like, I've got one, two, I've got four people that were close over the last four months I mean I'm not trying to change them I'm trying to show them how they act or I was try I tried to show them how they act because the way they were acting was no morals Absolutely zero moral. And they were treating people like shit. And not one of them has done anything. They're still running the same function. They're still running the same program. They want to maintain the condition. There's nothing I can do about that. I've always said I'll never force somebody to try and change even if it means 
you know, they're, a sh they're being a shitty person. If they're being a shitty person, it's their choice. I can only give them like three chances, right? I'll say it three times and then that's it. Three opportunities. You can't just, you can't just um, keep the door open for them. Because if they don't want to, if they don't want to be helped, if they don't want to change, then you're wasting your time. Literally, you cannot change them. They have to want to change. You can, the, the most that you could do is show them how they're acting. Or try and show them. I don't even know. Their impact, the impact of their actions. But in my experience, that's been unsuccessful because the people that I'm dealing with don't want they don't wanna don't wanna change. They just wanna stay the same. So sorry about that. Um yeah, if they don't want to change, if there's no will, it isn't going to persevere. If you, even if you can convince somebody of something, unless they're willing, which means that they've all, they've got a drive inside of them, right, to do something, to change something, to get outside of the script. Unless that happens. They're just going to revert back. They'll just revert back. It's sad, but just uh, that's just the purpose. Well, maybe it's just that you know you're not the person that is supposed to do that. You know, the person is supposed to make them realise. Maybe it's just your purpose just to let them go. Because the most that you can do is say, look at what you did. What you did was wrong. And if they can't accept that, if they reject that, that's, that's it. They don't want to change. But if they go further, deny what you said, and then try to say that it was you, that they're the victim, that's an even worse scenario. You should just get away from that person. <laughs> I, I can't believe four people, four people in my life have shown that side of them. It, I mean, it, it's always been there. It has always been there. They're just, re they're just repeating the same cycles, the same patterns. They're, they're in the same programs. It is the same over and over. Nothing changes for them. 
And when you break your programming, when you break your conditioning, that's when, that's when the tribulations start, or that's when the apocalypse starts. Because you'll have people like those four people that won't like that you've broken your programming. That you see things differently to them. They see you as a threat. But then in my in my situation they they all have the same quality. They're all narcissists. They're all they they always play the victim anyway. No matter no matter what. Especially when they ha when they have done something wrong, they have to play the victim in order to deflect everything away from them. That's just how they're built. That's how they're conditioned. That's how they're programmed. And it's very sad. They can't get out of that. They're doomed. That's the long and short of it. That is a condition of hell. It's a state. It's just perpetual. You do the same thing over, the same program over and over and over. There's no expansion. It's just all contraction. And decay. So that's... I guess that's a bit more like in the technical aspects of an NPC. If you're related to programming. It's like... You can create a... You can create a device that will go out and cut your cut your grass for you. You know, it's just like a little robot. It runs around, it goes around your garden and cuts anything it sees that is green that, that looks like what it's been told is grass. So it just operates its uh, its propeller when it goes over grass or what it identifies as grass. And then starts cutting. And then when it when it sees something that isn't, there's not grass, it stops. You could take that same thing, that same device, and put a vacuum in it. And then put it in your house. And all you'd need to do is change the programming, telling it what to sense. Like maybe sensing the type of floor. If it's a hard floor, maybe it doesn't need to activate the hoover on a high power, you know? It's just um, it's the conditions, it's programming. It's the same thing with people, that's why... That's why the media, TV shows, entertainment, movies, that's why all of that exists, because it's programming you. It's program programming you to uh, see, see what is given as reality. So people, people are constantly expecting disasters, even though they've never witnessed a disaster. You know, I'm talking like 
uh, an asteroid impact, like a giant asteroid, a giant tsunami, you know, 100 feet tsunami. That's what the... That's what they're making people think of. Because that's fear-inducing, you know? A 10-foot tsunami might not be as fear-inducing. But, um, yeah, it's all conditioning. And people don't realise that's not normal. That's not normal. That's induced. That's, that's reality being induced for you. It's been given to you. It's been birthed by somebody else. Your reality should be derived from observation and experience. You should be seeing and doing and experiencing in order for your reality to be formed. It's like being scared of tornadoes. But you may live in an area that's never had a tornado. It's just something that you've seen in a movie or something that you've seen on TV. It induces fear over something that's irrational because you would never be able to observe it where you live because of the conditions of where you live. So, so yeah, the awareness the unawareness is what keeps you from identifying your programming patterns. Somebody posted something interesting. It was actually a few months ago, but I only saw it last night. They were talking about... Oh, man. They were talking about something. What do you think... What do you think deja vu is? And there's people saying that, you know, it's like something you've seen before. Maybe it's someone you, your twin flame, your soul partner or something. And I tried to answer it from an energetic perspective. I think I spoke about it maybe last week. That synchronicity. Sorry, let me start with deja vu is... It's the recognition of a pattern. Maybe it's a pattern you've experienced before. You've experienced a similar expression of that pattern. So, what you're really sensing or feeling is the energy of it. The expression, the person or the thing that you're looking at is what you're trying to correlate. You're typically trying to correlate it with a memory because you think, yeah, I've seen that person before. Where have I seen that person before? But it's, I think it's an energetic thing. You're feeling or sensing the energy of it. And it's either something that resonates with you, that particular pattern or frequency, or it's something that you've, you've seen, you've sensed before. And then synchronicity. Synchronicity, I described that as being the intersection of multiple patterns. So say like two patterns intersecting, right? So what would be an example of synchronicity? 
I guess if you went to if you went to the shop so this happened to me this morning right so I went to the shop and I paid I paid cash for the shopping so I paid 35 pounds and the change it gave me was three pounds 63 which I was like oh 363 is in like 369 or if you add it all up 3 plus 6 is 9 plus 3 is 12 if you reduce that down you get 3 and my astrological life path is number 3 I was born on the third day of the week Mercury uh, Wednesday <laughs> Mercury um, and then when I got home I went and looked at the near earth or the NEO database near earth object and there was a meteor or asteroid I, I don't really know what the difference is um, I'm guessing it's to do with size or composition or something. Anyways, there was an asteroid or meteor. There was two that were approaching today. The second one was... What was it? QV? No. SK36 or something? I can't remember, but it had a... I remember seeing the 36 and then the 3.69... I don't know if that was the, the velocity or something, but I was like, ah. Oh. So that, that would be like two intersecting patterns, right? Because the near earth object database has got absolutely nothing to do with the place I went to do my shopping. But the both expressions Of something right maybe not expressions of the same pattern but something intersecting and it's like you see the maybe that wasn't such a great example I've had I've had things like that before where it's like that's synchronistic it's like where you the it's I guess it's typically where you're at the right place at the right time kind of thing that's where it's like intersecting it's like that person or that car was there at the right time that you were there at the right time? They, they crossed at the same time, do you know what I mean? So that's what I would say synchronicity is. It's the intersecting of patterns, crossing of patterns, which is... Uh, quite an interesting concept I mean if you look at the way that um, if you look at the way that flowers or snowflakes develop that's that's an expression of pattern and um, you can see videos of that and I'd say that that is a good example of showing you pattern 
and if you imagine that that is pattern being observed in physicality it's an expression of of everything else that goes on around you because everything else is an evolving pattern right it's not to say that, uh, I guess not everything is an evolving pattern because things are just built and then they just decay there's no adaptation so I guess it's anything natural because anything natural is capable of adaptation right if it's something like uh, a metal gate it's not going to adapt by itself somebody's going to have to come and I don't know check it for rust or something you know and then apply something so that is so that it, it adapts to changing conditions whereas a plant or grass or a tree they would be able to naturally adapt even we as people we can adapt we can alter our conditions and that's what allows us to to remain in balance so that we don't get stuck in decay or we don't get stuck in um, we don't get stuck we don't get <laughs> we don't get stuck at either one of the extremes that's an interesting thought there's decay right everything is decaying I guess it's the right I think I, I'm just talking about it in the incorrect sense yeah so it's it's the right of decay as opposed to decay or not to decay everything is decaying even the the man-made stuff everything is subject to decay it is quite warm now I've just walked back I'm nearly nearly kind of back home um, yeah it's quite it's quite humid it's weird Considering how much rain we had earlier, and it was quite cold then, quite surprised how warm it is now. Like, imagine if there was no clouds and the sun was just out. Probably be quite, quite a nice warm evening. So. NPCs are just programs, conditions, limited. Um, I'd say it's intentional. People, people are purposely limited, and they can choose to remain limited. They can choose not to remain limited to change the conditions. To say that, um, to say that only some people could do that, I'm having a bit of, I'm struggling a bit with that now, because in order for balance to exist, if a person was incapable of making choices or decisions, they would be in such a state of decay that, you know, 
that would be the reason why they won't be able to make a choice, I guess. But because, but because they don't seem to be in like a rapid state of decay, you have to say that they, they're subject to still being able to make the choice, still being able to make a decision. So to say that you have to wake somebody up to break them out of their programming is not necessarily true. Maybe some people, maybe some people are supposed to say certain things to people, but not specifically with the objective of waking them up. Maybe they're just supposed to say things because it's something that was meant to be said but has never been said before. You know, like how you really feel about a person. And maybe that is what is preventing them from, quote, waking up. From breaking out the programming. But I think it's a choice. Four different people, four different people that are, they've got different personalities, but they have the same kind of qualities. And it's all been learned, it's all conditioned, it's all programmed into them. And they don't want to change it. They are protecting their program, they're protecting the condition because it's all they know. If they said, okay, I'm willing to corrupt my program <laughs> I mean I don't mean I don't I think it's funny I think to add a bit of comedy into it into such a dry subject because it is kind of robotic we're speaking about programs and conditionings right computer programs are typically procedural structural robotic autonomous it's not it's not dynamic. So, <laughs> so it's like, you want me to, I'm, I'm willing to corrupt my programming. Right? But then it's like, okay, so how? Then they ask you how to do it. And then maybe you don't know. And then what does that leave them? Because maybe... Because here's the thing, right? If they were supposed to, if they were supposed to corrupt the programming and change, they would. They would have, they would have the tools capable of doing that. Maybe they just need to hear the thing that triggers them to do that. But if, it, if it's like beating your head against a wall and they're not responding, I'd say give it three, three chances and then that's it. Three opportunities and then you've done as much as you as much as you can do and then that's it you leave it there's no point in uh, continuing in repeating yourself it's such a such a waste when you could be focusing on what you should be doing because it's obvious that after three opportunities if they've not responded then that isn't it's not your responsibility And so you can just, you should be confident in that and just walk away. So you've done, you've done what you felt, you did what you felt was right. And obviously it wasn't, wasn't right for them. 
and maybe there's something else that maybe something they have to do themselves or maybe not at all but it's not it's not up to you to figure that out it's up to them but but at least you can you can kind of be assured in yourself that you you did all that you thought you needed to do or all that you could because you can't really do much more all you can do is speak what needs to be spoken and then it's up to them to invoke any change or any action if there's no action if there's no change that's it it's not for you it's not for you to do anything and that's that's all you need to do and just carry on with what you what you should be doing okay so I think I'm just going to end it there hope you have a good day